When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi everybody, this is the Cricket Badger podcast. Each badger marks the track with its own scent. His black legs are short but very powerful for digging. The name badger probably comes from the French word bêche, meaning digger. Hello everybody, welcome along. It's the first edition of County Cricket Badger Podcast. I am James Butler, the Cricket Badger, and we're going to be with you every single Monday evening as we go through the rest of the English summer, celebrating all that is English County Cricket. I am joined on today's podcast by, well first of all, let's bring him in, Nakul Pandey, who has been on a fair few of my recent podcasts. And Nakul, it's good to have you back on the uh, County Championship and all the other things that are English County Cricket. Delighted to be here, James. Uh, I'll be delighted to get stuck into the County Championship over the next few weeks. And a collective for now hello to my fan badges so effectively the uh, support band the house band is Knuckle Pandey and the fan badges and uh, we'll be hearing them singing their songs as we go through this podcast but let's get into our special guest today it's the Derbyshire skipper Billy Godelman and Billy it's a pleasure to have you back on the Cricket Badger podcast and I understand we've saved you from some domestic hell by the sounds of it uh, you have firstly good evening to you all and special thanks to you James for uh for having me on. Yeah, dom- domestic hell, concise uh, snapshot of the last 45 minutes was, um, yeah, poorly six-year-old daughter. So <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it at that for the airwaves. <laughs> How are the family? How is everything there in Derbyshire? Yeah, it's nothing too sinister. It's um, everyone's keeping well, thank you, particularly in light of of what we've passed through as a as a race the, the last 12, 18 months. So yeah, everyone's everyone's doing well. Thank you very much, James. I think the last time you came on the Cricket Badger podcast, we were in the height of the first lockdown, weren't we? And uh, we, That's were, we, we, were, yeah. we were wondering about whether we'd ever see cricket again, weren't we? So uh, in, in, in fairness to the ECB and, and cricket as a whole, we've actually done quite well with cricket. We got you back out there playing. Yeah, I think everyone, this is just my own opinion, I think everyone connected, involved in the game, sort of admin-wise all the way through to the international guys that got out playing, the guys that came over and played against the the England boys, all the way through to the county systems and recreational. I think everyone's everyone's pulled together incredibly well. I, I know I'm privileged to play professionally, but the, the one thing that really struck me around the, the time that we last spoke, James, was just how much socially uh, club cricketers were, were missing the, the game and the, the social scene and how, how much it's a, a big part of, of people's lives. When you got back on the pitch last summer, did you appreciate it even more? Yes, I did. 
especially at one stage, again, when we spoke, it, it looked unlikely that we'd play anything. So when we did get out there for them two months, August and September, I know us as a, as a group at Derbyshire were just so grateful just to be out doing what we love and, uh, and playing some competitive cricket. And how's your body at the moment? Didn't you, you miss the last Derbyshire game, didn't you? Was it an abductor strain? That's right. Yeah, I was. Uh, I took a quick single in the second innings against Worcester, which would have been about three weeks back now. So I missed the the last day of that game, and and then I missed the trip up to Durham and a game last week against Not. So I've missed a couple of games, but um, being all good and well, I'll uh, I'll be back out on the park at, at Chelmsford this week. So in a way, the, the fact that you had a week off as Derbyshire last week kind of fitted into your rehabilitation schedule, didn't it really? It, it worked quite nicely actually, yeah. The extra 10 days uh, in the schedule was, um, yeah, was a real real blessing for, for it to heal and yeah, as I said, for me to hopefully be back out there on Thursday. Well, let's open you up to the other uh, badgers out there on the uh, call today. I'll tell you what, we'll bring, we'll bring Phil in first actually because you've got a connection with Billy, haven't you? I think it's overstating it a bit to say it's my connection. Um, apparently, uh, well, not apparently, my sister taught you, Billy, when you were uh, at Islington Green. Uh, really? Wow. She's your PE teacher, I suspect, as that is what I think she, I understood she taught. Uh, Miss Miss Law, do you remember Miss Law? I do. Am I at liberty to, to say her first name on here or not? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Vic, is it Vicky? I don't care. <laughs> She's a Vicky. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she, you're That's on first right. name terms with her. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I think very much the, the, no slight on the school, but it was, yeah. <laughs> It was first name terms. It was, uh, it was call each other what you want. Let's put it that way. But no, Vicky was um, was really, really good to me. And yeah, she kept an eye out on me and I always enjoyed her classes. She's, to quote her, you were a cheeky git, but you were a, a really good kid. So, And she's really, she uh, remembers you very fondly. And I was telling the other fan badgers about the um, the cricket bat that you, you gave to her. Now, I, I was under the impression that you'd given it to her, but it sounds like she demanded it almost with menaces. Do you remember the bat? <laughs> I do remember the bat, yep. And with your 16-year-old or 15-year-old scroll across it, I can't, I, I've not seen it for a few years, but she certainly, she kept it fondly and it's kept safe. And a shirt as well, was it? I believe so, yeah. I think she she was planning to make uh, some money off of it. So, um, <laughs> but she hasn't, she hasn't sold it yet, but she certainly sends her best regards to you. Well, please, can you extend mine, mine back as well? And, and please add that, yeah, that was um, a, a, an interesting time of, uh, of of my life. I know schooling, balancing schooling and cricket and growing up in central London. And, and she did make it that little bit easier. So please okay. send her my uh, warmest regards. Did you have a cricket background? Yeah, dad, yeah. So um, dad was a very good club cricketer, played on a Saturday uh, uh, for Hampstead Cricket Club. So yeah, from when I can remember, actually, I'd, I'd go down and watch on a Saturday and Sunday and hit a few balls, realised I was okay at it, and then it just grew from there. So yeah, it was very much dad. Okay is understating it. I think I just read that, didn't Dave English say that you were the best prospect in England for 10 years, under 15 batsmen in 10 years of his experience or something like that? There's no pressure with that, Billy, is there? There wasn't, there wasn't, yeah. I did, um, <laughs> um, Dave was, um, well, he's a, he's a great man and was a, and was a big supporter of mine and uh, yeah, his, his system and through the uh, Bunbury is, I've got some great memories both on and off the field there and it's uh, yeah he, he's done fantastic in, in bringing through some uh, some great English players Who Knows Wins Download our app right now from the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store and play against your friends with bragging rights and real money on the line Who Knows Wins Put your money where your mates are Who Knows Wins 
in a league of their own. Knuckle, you wanted to come in. Yeah, hi, Billy. Hi, Knuckle. To, I'm, I'm trying to get a sense of what everyone's thinking about the three conference system and the and then eventually going into the two division system. It's unusual that a, that a cricketer would get to play a first class season with three completely different formats in three completely different years. But obviously, with the you had a bit of a week off this year in this weird quirk of it. But what's your early Ooh. sense of how this conference system is is going to work out and how how the players are feeling about it and how clubs are, are planning for it differently or not? Well, as always, um, I'd only feel comfortable sharing sort of my own perspective on it. I don't think it's, um, I wouldn't want to speak on behalf of um, of anyone else in the game. But just personally speaking, I'm really excited to be playing in the in the conference system. Firstly, the opportunity to, to start the championship season, especially as a club like Derbyshire, who've been in the second division for, for quite a few years now, with the opportunity to, to win the championship, so to speak. Um, if if you play really good cricket, so, so that's a, a huge a huge pro in my eyes, uh, and also the diversity of the uh, of the teams and the fixtures and and the grounds that you play at. Again, the the, the two tiered system. Um, I, I know it had or has its advocates, but um, again, f- for us, we'd play the same four or five teams year in year out. Um, so, like for us to go, we're playing the the champions this week down at Chelmsford. Uh, we'll go across to Worcester where we haven't been for a little while. Um, so yeah, there's there's a real sort of diversity to to who you're playing against and where you're playing your cricket as well, which I think is is really good for the county game. Naku, you brought it up, but I was going to talk about that a little bit later. But we might as well open that conversation up a little bit more now with the uh, about the the three sort of conferences and how it's how it's all set up. I personally really mm. into it. I mean, my team is Yorkshire, and you'd think because of that, I'd be all for first and second division because Yorkshire tend to be sure. um, do, doing reasonably well in the in the first division. But like you said, Billy, I, I really like the fact that at the start of the season, all 18 counties, no matter what their previous form in recent years has been, have a chance of mm. winning, a, winning the trophy. And I, I really like that. And, and, and the other thing as well, Billy, is that a common sort of theme with second division runs and wickets, when you started talking, talking up players as being English potential mm. or just playing well, you often heard the comment, well, it's only second division runs. You know, they're only scoring against yeah. second division attacks. Whereas now everybody's playing against each other. Runs are runs, aren't they? Absolutely. I think this is a really important, uh, an excellent point, James. The the credibility of the runs and wickets had has been very much chunked into to Div 1 and Div 2 across the years. Um, so as you quite rightly say, now if, if people put in match-winning performances against varying counties, then hopefully it's... Uh, it's a more accurate measure of, of what players are doing. And, and again, from our perspective, actually at, at Derbyshire, uh, being one of the, the smaller counties, we're, what I'm hoping that the smaller counties can potentially hold on to their younger assets for, for yeah. longer because they may not. Some, some may want to go and play at a test ground, which is very understandable and, 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 and the nature of sport and life. But we may get to keep them for an extra 12, 24, 36 months because of the reason that, that you've made or, or the, uh, the reason you've just given there. The, another thing that people used to say as well, there was an element of short-termism with some counties planning because the pressure was to try and stay up or to try and achieve something in that year. Mm. Whereas obviously now, there isn't necessarily the the jeopardy of going down a division. So potentially you might get a 16-year-old that has got a lot of promise that you might have kind of put on the back burner for a couple of years. You might actually give him a little bit of a run inside. Absolutely. Again, that's another another pro. The, the potential opportunities that, that younger homegrown guys may get because of the format. 
Abby, um, I haven't heard from you yet, so we might as well bring you in uh, and welcome to this podcast. But what were your thoughts? I mean, you're a Somerset fan. Do you see some positives in this new system? Would you prefer the Division 1, Division 2 stuff? Well, I hadn't actually thought of it until um, the other week when um, it was when Gloucestershire had beaten Surrey and I tweeted something about how, basically it was just because obviously Gloucestershire are Somerset's local rivals. So I didn't want to tweet that I was in favour of Gloucestershire winning, but I tweeted <laughs> that Surrey were defeated because they're in the big leagues mm. um, and Gloucestershire is just a little county. So I've been really in favour of the conference system because of that element and the fact that it gives everyone a chance to play against each other and it's not just Division 1 stuck playing Division 1, Division 2 stuck playing Division 2. It gives everyone an equal playing mm. field right from the beginning. Ollie, what's your thoughts? From my perspective, as a Lancs fan, we got to play everyone every other year anyway because we were all yo-yoing around. It's, it is nice to change it up a little bit. And it, like like Billy said, it, it it does give everyone that start of the season, that, that opportunity to win the championship. I just think what happens in September if you aren't in that top conference uh, and what happens, I mean, I know it happened in any league, but what does go on and, and how does that affect uh, sort of players' longevity, possibly players that may be coming not quite to the end of the year, the end of their, uh, their careers, but uh, that need to push young players through. Will it possibly curtail some careers or mm. will it will it mean that squads come a bit, a bit smaller? I, I don't know. That's what I, I think possibly because you've got a lot more youth you can potentially use in September and you've got that class of the previous year coming through. So also, um, just on top of the conference system and it's to do with the points, has there been a discussion amongst counties that pitches seem a bit truer now? or because the draw gets more points and there's less result pitches, apart from Somerset, who will always be deducted points no matter what. So that's that's what my questions are being. On your first point about the longevity of um, uh, of the sort of uh, guy or cricketer that's sort of, in let's say, the last third of their career, um, it's a really interesting point, actually, and, and one I, um, I had actually hadn't thought much of myself, but that will be interesting now with the point you've made. I, yeah, observing that and see seeing how different counties go about how they manage them last four games if there's nothing to win so to speak so yeah that, that that's a really interesting point and on the, the conditions and, and the wickets are I, I haven't got the, the the data to hand I know there's a few low scores um in this last round but it has very much seemed um and the, the talk sort of around the, the traps sort of on the circuit is that there's been a lot of runs made considering we've been in April and only in early May now. So yeah, I would suggest yeah being encouraged to have more runs, sorry, more points for the draw. Have uh, definitely encouraged some counties to uh, to make better cricket wickets, um, uh, and therefore we've seen we've seen some more runs. Uh, I don't know what you guys have, uh, have observed. Knuckle, I was going to ask you actually. I, I saw a big discussion on Twitter quite early season about eight points for a draw, and a lot of people suggesting that was encouraging negative cricket. And my first reaction to that was, we've just seen a winter where England were trying to have to bat for a long time and couldn't do. Um, and we often criticise you know, the county circuit for England's failures at times. We bemoan the fact that England can't bat five sessions to save a game and stuff like that. So surely, I know that we don't want to see every game 
being batted out for a draw. But surely if that is there and you give counties a reward for actually batting a long time on days three and four, that's not a bad thing, is it? I think it's more a, a slight moderation on what we on what we already have. You aren't going to be able to get away from the fact that you are going to have some low scores. There are some very skilled bowlers. You know, I was interested when Billy was talking about the value of Division 2 runs. I was just looking through the bat one with the last two division season. The leading wicket takers in Division 2 were Chris Rush with Ollie Robinson and Ben Sanderson. Now, those are all excellent bowlers. Uh, Ollie Robinson is quite likely to make his England debut later this year. You look at Sussex's potential full uh, first choice attack. You look at Middlesex's attack, just to take two examples of teams who were in Div 2 last year. You look at Durham's attack as well. And those are all very deep, very good attacks. Lancashire, who went up uh, that season, and Nottinghamshire, who came down. I mean, th- there are some very, very skilled bowlers throughout England. But what it does mean is that, I don't know if Billy uh, agrees with this, but if you can trust yourself a little bit more you're not looking to survive just as much as as you might have been early season i mean it, it is very early days and what i would like to see i i like the conference system on on paper uh what i'd like to see is that it and all the changes this year were may will be kept with for a few years and just at least if it is if the aim is to try and have a knock-on effect on the on the international development of players for international cricket to at least give it a few years to see if it's worked or not i don't know if this is something that gets talked about a lot on the circuit but in terms of does it get a little bit frustrating the fact that you're playing with slightly different rules every single year and nothing ever quite sticks around for long enough um i'm gonna speak with my opening batting hat on here <laughs> i think um obviously spending quite a bit of time uh, in around the, the the batters and as you say around around the circuit i think there's been strong gripes as everyone knows uh, particularly over the last five seven plus years on a the, the time of year we're, we're playing county cricket and also then how that informs the quality of the wickets to bat on. So I think guys have been open to little rule changes to see if there can be a solution that can help favour the, the, the wickets a little bit, if, if that makes sense, just so that although it's not ideal for, for the rules to be tinkered with it, each year, as you say, um, I think everyone is very much open to to getting some sort of balance right with the conditions being right for for games to go four days, ideally. You're never really going to be able to produce real dead pitches and roads and really batting friendly pitches in England in April and May. Almost whatever, almost whatever you do, to be honest, is just we see in English Test cricket, England's been a really difficult place for everyone, for the highest class of international batters to open and bat in the in the top three. As much of that is is the Duke ball as any as anything yeah. else, which will do something whatever time of year. It's just from a from someone who doesn't have a county affiliation, someone who's looking at trying to look at it with a slightly sort of broader perspective. Sure. It, it, it seems to me that to make the bowlers have to work that little bit harder and to be a little bit better, which in theory at least should increase the standard of the competition all round. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and again, um, this is just as a, as a cricket sort of lover and uh, follower. Obviously, I've not played international cricket, so I don't know what it takes to, to make that step up. But um, I, I would imagine that for us as a country to, to produce bowlers that can bowl in conditions all across the world, not just be very good in English conditions. You'd want some diversity and, and variation of, of surfaces in this country, which which means actually you do have to play at different times of the year. If you stack all the games in April and September, it's very same samey. and I sent the Badger a message and now I'm on the podcast with this jingle. If you would like to get in touch with the Cricket Badger podcast, then tweet at cricket underscore badger.
Well, as Ollie suggested a few minutes ago, the one criticism I can see some kind of merit in is the fact that once you get into that latter part of the competition, any teams in sort of the second group and the third group are effectively fighting for nothing apart from a little bit of respect in that that group. I've seen from a couple of um, places a suggestion that maybe... I don't know whether it's an IPL kind of structure or something like that. The Bob Willis Trophy at the end of the season, whoever wins Group 2 and whoever wins Group 3 could get into kind of like a semi-final for the right to play further into the Bob Willis Trophy. So you still have a bit of a carrot towards the end of the season. Sure. Do, do you see that as being a maybe a, a possibility, Phil, or do you see that being maybe a step too far? I'm probably not the the best person for this, given that I'm not overly interested in the IPL. It's just never only in terms of the structure because the IPL, yeah, yeah. the way the IPL works, the third third and fourth playoff for the right to play the loser of first and second, and yeah. then so basically the higher you finish, the easier it is to get to the final and to the last yeah. stage. So it's keep, it's keeping that level of jeopardy there or interest there for to to keep teams interested. My view is there has to be something there to incentivise teams to give them something to play for. There's only so much that playing for pride will do, and if the county championship is a medium by which we're producing test cricketers and presumably that is a part of its function then we have to find a way of doing it the, the two-tier system compared to the con- uh, the, um, the conference system seems to me the, the one benefit is that risk of relegation adds that level of jeopardy that keeps more teams interested the only thing with that though Phil is that sometimes I think the you get a lot of attacking cricket at the top of division two because they know that only points are going to get them up. But yeah. you get you get a fair amount of negative cricket towards the bottom of Division 1 because they're trying to stay up and they're trying to sort of salvage something from the season. And you still get dead rubbers at the end yeah. of a Division 1 and Division 2 season, don't you? You do, but I mean, cricket isn't all about exciting. I mean, we love it, but it, sometimes it's about attritional, disgusting, batting yeah. out. I can't wait to your Yeah, yeah some, sometimes you've, you've <laughs> got to do it, haven't you? I mean, I, I mean the best, the best, my the favourite knock of my son is not when he's got his his most runs, but watching him come in at six down against a really supreme attack and and just keep them out for the rest of that innings. Mm. That was my that was my favourite knock I've ever seen him have. It, I, I mean, perhaps it's just me, uh, and you know, you, you know, us Essex boys uh, like we like a bit of confrontation. Um, it's uh, it, it, it's uh, I, I I personally like to say it, so I don't I don't mind that type of attritional cricket, and and I consider that just as worthwhile as the you know as the all guns blazing stuff but yeah I, I definitely agree that there needs to be something to keep people interested I, I like I quite like the structure uh, the you call it the IPL format I, I, I don't really follow it so I don't know but that idea of keeping teams interested I, I think is only beneficial it's beneficial from keeping players motivated it's beneficial for keeping fans motivated and interested and 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 watching which of course is now we understand one of the prime functions of cricket is to keep brand sponsors happy and make money um so well, it so all goes it all goes hand in hand doesn't it it all goes yeah, hand exactly, in hand. Exactly. ollie in, in terms of you watching county cricket how do you assess the strength of the county game now because i'm gonna ask billy the same question in a second there are 18 counties squads of 25 26 there are too many county cricketers is a suggestion i've seen yeah maybe having smaller squads or heaven forbid even less teams in the uh, in the county circuit might be the way forward how do, you, how do you assess the strength of the county game at the minute ollie well, I think everyone, when they get to a certain age, always looks back with golden, um, golden sort of memories, and and their, and their nostalgia kicks in and said, "Oh, it was so much better than when we had." And I remember watching when it was predominantly three-day games <laughs> with declaration bowling. We've certainly moved on since then. The games become a lot more professional. So I think what we're looking at now is a, a more professional cricketer that's got a year-round contract, not just the old six-month one. So I think as athletes and professionals, they've certainly become better uh, at that. And I think the games moved on. It's very hard to 
to compare eras, but we all do it. <laughs> I think at the moment it's, it's hard to assess because we haven't got, we've gone away from the two divisions, so we've gone to a conference. So you have to ask at the end of the season. I, I think, oh, and I was going to ask uh, Billy actually this, over the, uh, and it's specific to, to Derbyshire, what have they changed to, to look to turn around their fortunes? Because towards the end of the 2018 season, the club, suddenly started to look a bit stronger and start to turn in the right direction. And that culminated in a much better, more positive 2019. I, I, I take last year out of it because it's a bit of an odd one. Sure. And um, uh, what is it that you put it down to? Uh, uh, and what do you think the squad's doing better now than it was previously, possibly? Is it anything to do with captain, Billy? <laughs> yeah, I think so, definitely. That's definitely not for me to say. Um, <laughs> no, you, on, a, on, a, on a serious note, I, I think the, the return of... Uh, of David Houghton back to the club has been immense. His presence and his his knowledge and experience at having um, played the game at the highest level and, and had the vantage points of uh, a wicketkeeper, international captain, international coach, batting coach, director of cricket. We're really fortunate that we've got someone that is really experienced cricket man, but has seen the game and particularly the county game from... Uh, lots of different perspectives. Um, so I, I'd say that the, the main reason um, for our sort of upturn in fortunes 2019 was was his return. I think now actually a lot's happened since then. We've actually almost gone, not full circle, but we, we now have a lot more inexperienced players, younger guys that, that are through and we're almost sort of building experience and skills back up again. But I think to answer your question directly, to, to have to have David's presence and, and influence at the club has been has been huge blackratcricket.co.uk you've probably spent lockdown dreaming about scoring runs and taking wickets well let Black Rat Cricket kit you out and take you towards success blackratcricket.co.uk they've got a swanky new website and if you quote Badger when you check out you can get yourself 15% off blackratcricket.co.uk join the infestation I'm going to now put Billy Godelman under the spotlight. I want to test your knowledge, Billy, on your own career and on Derbyshire County Cricket Club. Right, are, you up for, wow. are, you, are you up for the challenge? I'm always up for it, yeah, big time. Right, we've got 10 points up for grabs. On this round, the first question, you can't get wrong. You're guaranteed a point for this one, so I'm asking for your opinion. Um, if you were picking a best 11 from all of the players you've played with, who would be the first name on the team sheet? Uh, Wayne Madsen. Good answer. What is your list A batting average? Do you know it? No. uh, Early to mid 40s. I know it's in that range. I'll, I'll give you half a point for that. 43.37. I didn't expect the 0.37. You, you were fairly close. In 2005, what Fred Titmus record at Middlesex did you break? Uh, was it... Was it uh, youngest player to, to represent the county? And can you remember who you made your debut alongside that? Uh, the, there was another youngster alongside you, wasn't there? I, I do, yeah. One of my oldest and dearest friends, uh, Stephen Finn. Indeed. What's your highest first-class score? Uh, 227. In what year was Derbyshire County Cricket Club founded? 1873. Oh, Billy Godelman, 1870. Who was your opening partner in 2007 when you scored 115 in the second youth test of that year and 149 not out for England under-19s in the fourth ODI against Pakistan? Who did you open with? Was it it Wakers, Alex Wakely? It was indeed. Good, Good recall. Good man as well. 
who currently tops the Derbyshire batting averages this season? Oh, should be Critch or Harv? I'm going to go for... It's got to be Harv. He's had a few red... He loves a red inker. Harvey? Hosein? Harvey, Harvey Hussain, yes, indeed. One Derbyshire centurion this season. Who was it? Uh, Matthew Critchley. And for two points to finish off with, two Derbyshire bowlers have taken championship fifers this season. Name them both. Uh, Critch, uh, Matt, Matt Critchley and a very exciting uh, fast bowler, Sam Connors. I'll tell you what, mate, you did all right there. You did all right there. Whilst I topped that up, Knuckle was wanting to ask you about Matt Critchley, so I'll let him jump in with that question. Yeah, I mean, on Matt Critchley, you were talking earlier about how, from what we know, the, the two-division format is coming back this year. But if this format were to stick around, and you talked about it might actually aid player retention, and also get runs assessed and wickets assessed more equally, as it were, there mm. wouldn't have be that it's only Division 2 caveat, as unfair or whatever as that may be. Could somebody like Matt Critchley, who's really coming into his own now, it feels like, for so many reasons, and also the fact that the pitches might be a bit more beneficial for a leg spinner, it feels like yeah. for someone like him, developing his cricket now, actually the timing's worked out quite well for, for someone like Matt Critchley. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, well, his performance is... Over the last 18 months, but particularly last month, I, I know from around the, the, the traps and, and seeing varying people have really turned some heads and, and rightfully so. At the end of the day, it's, it's, it's so subjective, isn't it? Uh, people will do what they feel is right for their career at that time. Um, and that can vary so much depending on what what guys' goals are or, or what they believe they need to do if they want to play at the highest level. So Critch is a, is a, is a great, great guy. He works really hard. Um, we're all really chuffed for him. Um, the performance is, is now starting to consistently put on the board for us. And uh, yeah, we, we hope we can keep playing with him and, and that, that, he, that he stays at Derbyshire for many years and helps us win more games of cricket. So ultimately, that's what's going to get him to, to play Test Match or, or um, international cricket. Billy, Harvey Hussain was somebody that impressed me on that trip to Abu Dhabi that you spoke about earlier where we, I came out and did a little bit of work with Derbyshire. I can't know what year that was now, Billy. It's that long ago. But I can remember I was sat there at a ground and his dad rocked up and sat next to me and we started talking because his dad's an aircraft yeah. pilot. That's right, uh, yeah. And I don't think he'd actually parked up and left his passengers on the plane and just nipped to the cricket ground. I think, <laughs> I think he had an overnighter there. But talking to his dad there and the pride that his dad was showing in, in him coming through at the time, he seems to just be kicking on a little bit now. Yeah, he's... Um... He's had an interesting sort of start of, to his career, Harvey. He, he came in as an 18-year-old and, and broke all the records with lots of dismissals uh, and scoring a, a hatful of runs. So he started really successfully. And uh, I know this from personal experience as well. It, it's, it doesn't always, in any career, however successful you are, it doesn't always continue in, in, in that trend. Uh, I think it's fair to say that the, the last two or three years have been um, a lot more challenging for Harvey and have been difficult. They've presented learning opportunities for him to, to understand exactly what he wants his role to be uh, for the club um, and how he's going to fashion a career um, uh, and go out and play consistently at first-class cricket. And uh, as I was saying about uh, Critch, Matthew earlier, the uh, to, to see Harvey this year go out and play so consistently and, and a, a couple of the innings he's, uh, he's played have been at real important times. Like the context of the innings have been have been vital. So yeah, re really pleased, uh, really pleased for Harvey. He's got lots of talent. You are listening to the Cricket Badger Podcast. <laughs> Thank you. 
badges are furry creatures. 85% of women badges think bad grooming is a major turn-off. 80% of women badges think men should trim below the belt. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there, manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com. Quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com. Together, we save balls. Let's have a look back at the uh, results last week in the county championship. And we'll start off with Group 1, where you were putting your feet up, Billy, and watching the other teams do battle. But we saw Warwickshire play, taking on Worcestershire. That It's a rain-affected week, wasn't it? And the, that match at uh, Edgebaston was drawn. Dom Sibley and Chris Wokes available for Warwickshire for their game this coming week. Uh, Nottinghamshire, though, ha- after not winning a game for about 30 matches, suddenly have put uh, a couple of wins on the board, beating Essex. Uh, mm. Phil will be very happy with that by an innings and 30 runs there. Um, so you'll sat there watching, uh, I'm sure the score's coming in there. Derbyshire currently six in that, that table, but obviously with um, a game in hand on most of the teams above you now, you've got six games left in this initial group phase a bit of catch-up to do, but you're still not out of that, Billy. You're still seeing a finishing in, the, in that top group as being possible. Yeah, and absolutely. And I, I think in the nature of um, how the results have, have panned out, that still it's, it, it, it's up for grabs for everyone. If you can play some really good cricket for, for three or four games, you'll be well in with a chance of, uh, of finishing in the, in the top spot. So six games of cricket still a, a lot of cricket to be played not just for ourselves but guys and teams playing against each other now, as I said earlier we, we're really excited to to be playing different counties and uh, and testing ourselves against uh, the champions of the best team in in the country this week coming I was pleased to see Luke Fletcher taking a career best six for 24 for not so yeah did a little bit of commentary for TalkSport and Luke Fletcher uh, was my co-commentator a little bit and pleased to see him doing well let's move on to, to group two Gloucestershire current topping that division they got a, a really impressive on Sky TV victory over Middlesex taking 21 points in that one um, we saw David Payne there the left armour taking 11 for 87 um, career best figures for him in that game we also saw Somerset Abbey beating Hampshire taking 22 points from that game was it one ball they needed in the second innings to win that match? They needed two runs to win one run to draw um, and then Eddie Byram they sent their openers out thankfully and then Eddie Byram hit hit two runs. They just ran two. And then it was all, all done. All done and dusted. <laughs> Craig Overton, though, Abby, had a really good game there, didn't he? He, he, he did. took um, scored 74, took five for 66 in the second innings there. And I think leading wicket taker now in the country, he's, he's doing he rather is. nicely. Yeah, he's top of the PCA MVP rankings as well. So although Gloucestershire might be at the top, Somerset is still hot on the trail. Despite our eight-point deduction, how big is that local rivalry? I mean, I obviously live up north, so I'm, I'm thinking about Yorkshire against Lancashire as being the, the biggest rivalry in cricket. But is, is there real ferocity between Somerset and Gloucestershire? Well, it depends on who you ask, really. I think that I would get my Somerset membership revoked for saying that I'm happy that Gloucestershire are at the top of the table. But the area that I live, it's a lot closer to Bristol than it is to Taunton because I live right in between Bristol and Bath. So, so you, majority... are you acting like some kind of spy then? Yeah, kind <laughs> of. The majority of people that 
I know in the area that like cricket are Gloucestershire supporters. It's not, I wouldn't say it's as big as the Roses rivalry necessarily, but nothing like a West Country derby. Mostly just because everyone's drunk. <laughs> well, just generally, all the time. Yeah, I think yeah. that's where all the fights come from, is the cider. <laughs> and uh, the final game in uh, in Group 2 saw a draw between Leicestershire and Surrey as well. Sam Evans, though, getting his third ton of the year for Leicestershire in that game. So it's Gloucestershire at the top, Somerset in second as Group 2 progresses there. Uh, and finally, Group 3. Um, sees Lancashire and Yorkshire I'm going to bring Ollie in here because we're going to have a bit of um, verbal fisticuffs here Lancashire top of the table 93 points 86 points um, for Yorkshire but the uh, the big winner in that group was North Hants they beat Sussex by an innings and 120 runs at Wantage Road um, and uh, terrific bowling performances from my old mate Ben Sanderson taking a 10 for in that game and also we saw uh, a 9 for for Gareth Berg as well as uh, North Hants uh, got over that one run defeat against Yorkshire the, uh, the week before Lancashire and Yorkshire top of the table there, Ollie, but Northants in in third place. But with Lancashire and Yorkshire playing each other, they're going to take points out of each other. They've got to play each other twice yet. So Northants, if they continue on winning ways, they're, they're certainly not out of that, are they? No, no, not certainly not. And um, Northants are one of those awkward teams, really. That they, they played quite well against Lancashire in the last couple of seasons, especially when we were in Division 2. Even though we went season undefeated, they were the closest team to pushers. I'm actually quite looking forward to that game against Northampton. It's a week Thursday. So, and there'll be fans allowed back in the stadium. So by that point, which will be really exciting. Uh, as exciting as it can get on Wantage Road. It's not all done and dusted. I would think because Lancs are pretty much guaranteed two or three games to be completely washed out and they'll take those draw points. I, I'm quite comfortable with Lancs. Um, I think Lancs will get promoted. I would like to see York struggle a little bit more because I think they've actually got away with a little bit this season. Yeah, we'll have to see on that. It, it doesn't, it, so far, as a, as a conference, it hasn't really lit up. Uh, it's been a bit too dominated. So um needs a bit more excitement. The other, the other two actually seem a little bit more interesting than that, that conference. The Yorkshire North End game wasn't exciting enough for you. Uh, yes. it, it, but no, do you know it wasn't because they managed to sneak home. That's the worst bit. You always do that. You're do it. Oh, you're just so you're so bitter, Ollie. Honestly, you're so bitter. Knuckle, you, 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 you wanted to jump in, Knuckle, and ask uh, Billy about facing Ollie Robinson. Yeah, if, I, well, if I could tag on a couple of others as well, with Craig Overton obviously taking wickets uh, and Ben Sanderson taking a ten for again. I mean, you, you look at Ben Sanderson's record for for in, in first class cricket. Mm. He's averaging around twenty. Takes wickets all over the place. Top bowler, yeah. Yeah, I mean, who, out of those uh, three that we've mentioned, uh, who would you uh, rate? I mean, Ollie Robinson being hotly tipped for an England call-up, isn't he? In a Sussex team that has been pretty, that has really been underperforming, if you look at the mm. quality of their team. What the different challenges are facing, I mean, particularly given the given that Sussex and, um, and Northampton have been stuck, have been kind of more in Div 2, particularly how what it's like facing Ollie Robinson and Ben Sanderson um, and kind of the challenges as an opener of facing those two. Yeah, that while both are top, the top bowlers, um, uh, particularly, well, they're, they're good bowlers to, to all batters, but um, as a left-hander, they, they're they both exceptionally difficult. They can do on both edges, but Robinson and Sanderson are um, able to bowl over the wicket and pr- provide a threat and then also around the wicket. So, um, yeah, as an opening batsman, they're, they're not, they're not too many on the on the circuit that are that you feel that could get you out from both sides of the wicket. Generally, uh, a bowler's got a preference of a side, and the other side is is generally a, a plan B or C to just stop runs from scoring. But yeah, uh, the, the two things that I look at as as an opening batsman is when facing new ball bowlers are uh, a bowler that's got deliveries that can get you out, not 
not ones um, a lot of the time as batters as we all know we, we we generally give our wicket wicket away but when you're facing someone that you know that can genuinely produce a ball that you can't do much about it always creates a, a extra doubt and an extra challenge uh, and also the the amount of overs that that, that bowler can bowl and uh, I know Sando and a big Ollie as well. They they charge in and they they bowl their overs. They play every game um, uh, and are both are uh, uh, excellent county bowlers. And and I'd uh, just as a as a county sort of pro myself, I, I'd love to see one of those, if not both of them, get the opportunity at a higher level because it, it would be brilliant for the guys around the county trucks just to see that um, how much hard work and, and skill and, and application can be rewarded at, at, the, at the highest level. Billy, have Derbyshire got a winning song? I've seen loads of little videos you two having Lancashire sing, sing a song at the moment. I can't remember what tune it goes to now, but they belt it out. I saw North Hans the other day. Um, your old teammate, uh, Tom Taylor, was uh, totally out of rhythm with his uh, his cricket bat as he was banging it on the, uh, on the on the sofa there. Have Derbyshire got a song that they sing? We we don't have a song at the moment, no, James. Any suggestions? Shall we, shall we ask the Cricket Badger um, Twitter feed, at Cricket underscore Badger, suggest a song for Derbyshire to sing when they're victorious next week? Absolutely, yeah. And it, it, you you can feedback what comes, um, what's most popular, and I'll uh, I, I can put it to the to the lads. And and talking about, um, and it's this week now, isn't it? We're talking on a Monday. Back to Chelmsford, Billy, aren't you? If, you, if you're back fit and you're in the side, yeah. So um, although I've played a, a bit against Essex since since leaving, I actually haven't played that much at Chelmsford. I think I may have played there once since leaving. So yeah, maybe once in the last ten years. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be nice to go back and, and play at Chelmsford. And yeah, I, I always enjoy playing against Essex boys. I've got two or three of the guys in in the sheds there are my closest friends in life, let alone cricket. Yeah. So yeah, it's always nice to to catch up with the guys and it's always a good game, a tough game of cricket against them. Obviously, particularly the last three or four years, they've been they've been exceptional. And Phil, are you going to be outside the gates throwing uh, the rotten tomatoes at him as he walks back in? <laughs> I'll start there and then follow him back to Derbyshire. Surely not. We've got we've we've got family connections, Phil. Yeah. Well, okay. I'll make sure the tomatoes are nice ones. <laughs> <laughs> good man. <laughs> Group one fixtures uh, in this coming week. Durham are taking on Worcestershire, Essex, as we said, taking on Derbyshire in Group One. The other two teams, Nottinghamshire and Warwickshire, having that breather in this week's fixtures. In Group Two, Middlesex taking on Hampshire, Somerset taking on Surrey. Abby, how do you see that one? Yes, it's the first time that the Overtons are being back together since oh, they of course, split yes. up and Jamie went off to Surrey. So I'm excited to see that. And do you fancy Somerset to continue on winning race? I mean, sorry, sorry, is a strange team, isn't it? Because it's got a lot of stars, pays quite a big wage bill, but they seem to be struggling in the championship of late. Yeah, and they struggled last year as well, which was really unusual. But yeah, I mean, we'll wait and see. But I am just very excited to and see you- Jamie Overton back at Taunton. That Any, oval pitch is not helping them. I think it, it's uh, like hard for even a very good... They've yeah. got a very good attack. I watched a little bit of... I was at sorry doing some commentating on something else and I watched a little bit of Kemar Roach steaming in. You think, if this wicket just had a little bit in it... Yeah. I felt very sorry for Jamie as well because obviously it was the reason that he moved over there to get picked for the first team more often. And the first few matches this year, he was hardly picked and then he's picked up hardly any wickets as well. So 
I hope he doesn't take all of our wickets next week. I've probably jinxed it now. <laughs> Gloucestershire and Leicestershire, the two teams in Group 2 that are having a having that breather in Group 3. Sussex taking on Kent. Glamorgan taking on the mighty Yorkshire down there in Cardiff. And Lancashire and North Hants, the two teams not playing. Swally, you get a bit of a breather this week. Get a breather and I hope that um, Marnus Labashane hits about 400 against Yorkshire. and um, just <laughs> But it's rained off as well. That, that's what I'm just hoping for. <laughs> you know, not much. Just trying to find <laughs> your mute button, Ollie. That's the tel- that's the television no, game, isn't it? I hope, I hope cricket is the winner, James. That's all I want. Just good cricket, and then um, just see what's going on. Just one on, just on that. Is there a preferred ground for better tees in 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 your conference that Derby and Billy? Is is there one that you, you prefer or looking forward to going to? Um, great question. It's one that does does do the rounds because it's yeah, it's a different conference. I'm just thinking on my feet. Uh, the the food at uh, Edge Bastons usually. Excellent. So yeah, I'd I'd say I'd say there. In uh, our so, so basically, Billy, you, 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 you're just thinking about the food, aren't you? That's all <laughs> you'll say. There's not a cricketer alive that doesn't judge their opponents <laughs> by the standard of the tea. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a proper cricketer's answer. To be fair, well, Phil, that's that's how journalists and broadcasters um, judge it as well, and <laughs> what they get in the lunch break too. Trent Bridge is very good. You get a voucher for a three-course meal there. That's fantastic. Before we go, Billy, an old teammate of yours is the guest on next week's podcast, Ben Slater, who has oh, obviously moved on to uh, Nottinghamshire and uh, forms a rather nice marriage with Hasib Hamid at the top of the uh, the Knots order at the moment. He's been doing quite nicely as uh, as old slats. Mm. I want you to pose him a question that we can ask him next week, and it can be as embarrassing as you like. Oh, well, do you know what's uh, embarrassing? Now you've led me down a different rabbit hole. I, the the badger in me would was going to ask a cricketing question, if that's all right. Uh, well, ask ask a cricket one and ask ask an embarrassing one. We'll ask both. Okay, right. I'll, I'll be interested to know who. And don't let don't let slats give you name four or five different ones. Uh, I, I'd be interested on the uh, the one coach has had the the biggest impact on uh, on his on his career. Going in pin um, down in cross examination. Yeah, pin down. Slats is a good, uh, obviously an old. Uh, opening batting batting partner of mine that for quite a few years he's a great lad but yeah don't don't let him waffle you with three or four uh, options embarrassing question um oh gosh if you can't think of one now message me in the week and I'll ask yeah I'll think one. Oh, okay I'll do that 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 would most probably work better. Yeah. Worth, worth also pointing out, while well, just on the wrap-up, the Glamorgan Yorkshire game is the TV game this week. Sky's cameras will be at um, Sophia Gardens this week. And that, that's great Brilliant. for county cricket, Billy, isn't it? That the obviously it's because the IPL has finished early. I think Sky are looking around for, for stuff to fill their schedules. But the fact that the county championships getting a little bit of a viewing, obviously the the, the high standard of the uh, the streams that are available around the county circuit now has helped that. But it's great Absolutely. that you, you know the, the county game's getting a bit of coverage, isn't it? Yeah, I think the the, the coverage just full stop is is excellent yeah and to dig down on, on the on a specific point um, particularly for the younger guys that really have ambitions to play at the highest level uh, particularly if they're not uh, for a period of time involved in T20 cricket that's generally yeah. televised for them to have the opportunity and experience to play in front of the cameras have some of the biggest names in in world cricket walking around scrutinising asking questions observing um, I, I think it's brilliant for their over, well for all of our overall developments uh, it's uh, fantastic and uh, yes, I think it's not just this week there's the, the following two weeks there's county championship games on Sky 2 so really looking forward to watching those I will remember that question for Ben Slater make sure you message me another one um, so we can ask them the embarrassing one as well and of course we'll be back again next week with Knuckle Panday and the fan badges the uh, house band um, behind me is obviously lead singer and Billy Godelman um, 
Um, it's been an absolute joy. It always is to have you on the Cricket Badger podcast. Always good to see you. And thanks a lot for being our guest today. Likewise, James. F- thanks very much for having me. And um, really nice to see you all as well, guys. Uh, good to chat. And good luck to you for the rest of the season with Derbyshire. Good luck for the rest of the season, well, Not Not this week, but after <laughs> next week. You can do whatever <laughs> you like. That was a surprise. Really nice <laughs> thank you. Send, send my best to Vicky as well. Will do. Cheers, boss. Uh, thank you very much to Who Knows Wins for their support of these podcasts as we go through the uh, English county season. I've been James the Cricket Badger and we will see you with Ben Slater next week. Sports Social Podcast Network.